Welcome to Solutions Cast, a CFC podcast that highlights electric cooperative network projects and leader stories, as well as economic and energy industry insights. I'm your host, Christine Pachenik. Today, I'm here with Jason Strong, Vice President of Regulatory Affairs. Welcome, Jason. Good morning. It's a pleasure being here with you today. Now, we're here to talk about uh, rate design today, and you've had a good number of cooperatives that you work with rate design services on. You've been here since January of 2017, and you'd say about 50 co-ops a year you visit and really focus on their rate design needs. Is that correct? That That is true. We uh, typically work with uh, approximately 50 cooperatives in a, in a given year, and uh, over the last five years, uh, the kind of the unique insights, uh, having worked with members across 41 different uh, states, so a really unique vantage point, um, you know, and being able to see some of the uh, similarities and, and differences. That's great. Yeah, and you do a lot of travel. You just got back off some travel, so you really get to see a, a variety of co-ops on this issue. I imagine that really makes you tuned into the opportunities and challenges that cooperative space specific to rate design? Correct. I think, you know, historically, uh, you know, rate design was kind of conducted and, and formed in a, in a certain way. But as we're all very much aware, uh, we're kind of moving into a, a new paradigm and the landscape is, uh, is very much shifting. And uh, I think rate design is very much front and center in some of the public policy decisions and outcomes that are being debated today. Yeah, and if we take a step back, just talking about the general idea of what does rate design really encompass to you and what we do here at CFC from a, a services perspective? Sure. So from a, a services perspective, uh, we provide a, a really a full scope of regulatory advisory and rate design consulting. Uh, really at its core of our work, though, is around the rate design process itself. Um, and in rate making, uh, there's really three, you know, distinct but uh, intercorrelated steps that we work with member cooperatives uh, through. Um, you know, we're really looking to ask and answer three key questions through several different analyses. We typically start with a revenue requirement study and kind of asking and helping provide assistance and answering how much operating revenue is recommended or suggested given not only operating expenses, but some of the other financial goals that our member cooperatives are, are looking to achieve. Uh, we also ask and, and provide assistance in answering, conducting cost of service studies, how we might go about collecting that overall revenue and looking to the specific uh, cost to serve various groups of members on the system. And then lastly, step three is the rate design process. It's really how do we go about collecting the overall revenue requirement, many times taking into account uh, some of the insights uh, that are obtained through the cost of service study. Okay, great. So there's really quite a variety of ways that this could benefit a cooperative. Um, and with your expertise with electric cooperatives that you bring is, is critical to the, the process. Now, EV rate design is something that might be potentially part of this, uh, whether that's part of an overall rate design structure. I know you did the Cobb EMC uh, case study that you we've published here at CFC, and that was part of it. But can you go into that a little bit about uh, your EV rate design options? Absolutely. Uh, 
EV rate design is definitely one of our more popular service offerings, uh, and this really goes back uh, several years. Uh, we realized early on in the process, though, that as many of our member cooperatives were looking to kind of evaluate what that roadmap might look like going forward, ultimately getting to that rate design, we realized early on in the process that there was a lot of strategy and really end-to-end -end program development that was really critical to have a successful uh, overall outcome. And so we often talk with members about some of the upstream decisions that can affect some of the downstream options that might be available in rate design. So we really work, I think, quite effectively with our members to kind of take a step back and look at some of the overall policy drivers, ask questions around uh, ultimately what we want the end-to-end -end program to look like. Uh, but critical to this, too, are some of the potential technology investments that may be wanted or needed to provide uh, electric vehicle charging services under a host of different, uh, you know, service offerings. Great. And talking about a little bit about policy, I know you've mentioned that uh, policy may be a driving outcome for rate design. Is that, what are some other top outcomes that are really driving rate design today? Sure. I think historically we have, uh, you know, sometimes been able to design rates in almost uh, any fashion that we wanted to. And as long as on a you know, year to year basis, annual sales were increasing, uh, revenue was not all that susceptible to some of the volumetric uh, changes that uh, many of our member cooperatives are, are facing today. Uh, our approach to rate design today is uh, changing to some extent. Uh, we're very much, uh, you know, looking to work with our member cooperatives in more of a top-down fashion, realizing that there are overarching goals and objectives and priorities that they are looking to achieve, and working with them to prioritize those overall goals and objectives, knowing that not every rate design will best fulfill uh, those priorities and, and goals. So it's really that assistance of you know, looking at overall priorities and then looking to the toolbox and some of the tools that we have available and providing some insight as to which rate design might best fulfill some of the overall goals that they might have. And where does AMI smart meter data fit into this picture? Well, I think that's really front and center in a lot of what we're doing today. Uh, you know, I think the overarching theme with AMI smart meter data is that it really, you know, one, opens up a, a new menu of rate design options that now are available uh, that we can design rates around, analyze, and, and ultimately bill consumers uh, with. But two, AMI smart meter data is also giving us a much more granular, much more precise and surgical uh, snapshot of member usage on the system. And I think historically, we've always uh, made certain assumptions and we've grouped consumers and members based on, you know, assumptions of homogeneous uh, load profiles. And today we really have those visuals, that analysis, that insight to really understand some of the unique characteristics and not only maybe group members more effectively, but provide additional rate design options that can be helpful to the member cooperatives in uh, collecting revenue, but also providing other options that might be 
closer aligned with some of the preferences that consumers have today. So you're actually tracking member AMI smart meter data, is that correct? That's correct. Uh, to date, uh, we have worked with uh, 86 uh, member cooperatives who have had uh, AMI smart meter data. Um, and I think that, you know, we've over the, the last several years, we've been able to uh, you know, really work effectively to develop some best practices, some key takeaways. Um, and it's been very insightful for our members and for their directors to now today uh, look at some of the uh, analysis that we're conducting in a little bit more visual uh, sort of context, as well as, I think, driving much more confident decision making. And speaking of board of directors, do you find that they're actively engaged in rate design studies? Is this something that the, the board can get engaged on uh, with the executive team? We work, uh, you know, typically with uh, very closely with the executive teams, but, you know, often a part of the overall process is the implementation uh, that many, uh, you know, board of directors uh, or member cooperatives are responsible for. And so we typically work with 50 member cooperatives in a given year. On average, probably three quarters of those electric cooperatives really want us uh, a part of that process uh, with their directors, not only bringing forward some of the, the results, uh, but pro proposing the solutions and actually providing assistance in uh, the execution of those. On the other hand, too, because of a lot of the broader public policy considerations that are going into rate design to fulfill those goals and objectives, we're spending a significant amount of time up front working with the executive teams and the board of directors, better prioritizing some of these goals, walking through some of the mechanics of the rate design. And then ultimately, when we're getting to the analysis itself, we really have then upstream some of the end uh, outcomes that we're looking to achieve uh, outlined already. And now a new rate design may not make sense for all cooperatives, some may, some may not, but it seems helpful to go through this process either ways. What What are your thoughts on that? Yes, I, I think there, there's definitely some best practices uh, in the industry that, uh, you know, that we can, you know, work with our member cooperatives on. Uh, ultimately, we want to assist our members getting across the finish line as effectively as we can. And I think our process really starts with listening and hearing from our members the outcome that they are looking to achieve and then really for us to go back and then pull out of our toolbox the best available tools to provide that analysis and and, and uh, assist in actually executing some of the the options there and as far as challenges cooperatives are facing uh, when considering rate design do you have a few top challenges that they might see I think today one of the biggest challenges is that there is uh, a very big public policy debate going on about what the new paradigm is, what the landscape looks like. You know, and I, I also think there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of excitement and, and buzzwords around certain types of, of rate designs. If there's anything that I would caution our member cooperatives with, and maybe one of the big, biggest challenges is that not every rate design 
effectively achieve some of the outcomes and priorities that they might have in collecting revenue in a sufficient and stable way, but at the same time, meeting some of the preferences that their uh, members uh, are looking to as well. And so coming into the process, uh, maybe not necessarily prescribing the type of rate design that they would like to roll out, but really with us, uh, collaborating and taking a step back, looking at those goals and objectives, and they very well might see that their roadmap looks a little different than what they had maybe uh, thought it would coming into the process. And time of use rates, any thought on that? Yeah, I think time of use rates are definitely the, uh, the buzzword um, and uh, probably one of the uh, you know, most talks that talked about uh, types of rate design today. Uh, I think the overarching theme with uh, time of use rates is that they can be very effective, but in their most pure form, a time of use rate should, on one hand, provide an opportunity for the electric cooperative to realize cost savings, but on the other hand, provide uh, an opportunity for the member owners to uh, potentially realize cost savings as well. And so working with us, we really go back to some of the basics, some of the fundamentals, and, and really ensuring that the underlying cost structure, that there are opportunities for cost savings there that we can then translate into retail rate design. And so, you know, I think understanding whether or not there are opportunities for cost savings, and if there are not opportunities for cost savings, making that conscious public policy decision that we're moving towards time of use rates for other intended outcomes. That's great. So what I think I'm really getting from this conversation is that a key factor is customizing based on these strategies and goals and the, the needs of the cooperatives, the, the specific cooperative, that it, there's just so many different factors involved in the, the decisions that are made by, by each cooperative. And I can see how, you know, today that is, uh, can be very confusing. Uh, every time I think we pick up the trade press, uh, attend a conference, uh, you know, there are, there are types of rate designs that are maybe advocated for or a lot of time uh, spent uh, discussing and, and debating. And I think if we looked at kind of an overall rate making menu and some of the 20 to 30 plus available options that are, that are available, it can be very confusing to, you know, maybe put your finger on precisely which type of rate design, underlying mechanics, and some of the options that are available. And so I think really going to more of a top-down approach can help shed better light on what some of the best solutions uh, potentially are. If you were to summarize everything and say what your top three insights for a cooperative would be who might be interested in a rate design study uh, that could help prepare them potentially for the process, what, what would they be? Absolutely. I think, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, having some, you know, giving some thought to and maybe outlining, uh, you know, some of the prioritization of goals, objectives, and potentially even working with us upstream before we get to the actual analysis can be very uh, efficient and effective. Uh, I think there's a significant amount of time, too, in the actual preparation of the data and information that uh, 
is really needed to have a successful outcome and a really robust uh, analysis and, and discussion. So I think setting aside the time to kind of evaluate the data that is available and, and ensuring that it's a you know, good shape and form to provide uh, unique and, and useful outcomes. And then lastly, I think through the process itself is understanding that the rate-making process can be very much an all-hands-on-deck process for, for an electric cooperative. And so setting aside adequate time to not only collect that information, but setting aside time to have you know, effective dialogue with us, work through the process of you know, presenting and having discussions, I think would be the, the three key takeaways. And as far as resources that you might be able to direct members to who are interested, uh, any, any top resources you'd recommend? Well, I would encourage uh, you all to, you know, look to the, the CFC uh, website, um, you know, over the last uh, several months and ongoing going forward, uh, we're going to be rolling out several solutions articles, uh, outlining some of the case studies and, and some of the analysis and, and programs that we've worked with member cooperatives to roll forward and and bring to their member owners. Also, I I believe, you know, on the CFC website, uh, looking to some of the uh, industry insight pages, as well as uh, the regulatory affairs uh, portion of the website. We would really encourage everyone to work with and discuss and reach out to their RVP, but also, uh, you know, reaching out to uh, me as well. Well, thank you so much, Jason. As always, appreciate you joining us here today. And I hope we get to check back in with you on some of the, the future rate design studies that you, you're doing. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Solutions Cast. Be sure to subscribe to get the next episode and check nrucfc.coop slash solutions for more electric cooperative news.